You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and today I'm going to be previewing the 49ers defense and how they match up in their week four game against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we're going to get right into it. But before we do that, I just wanted to really quickly send a, you know, big hug to everyone in Florida impacted uh, by the hurricane today. You guys are in my thoughts and I hope you and all your loved ones in Florida are all safe. Um, yeah, some scary stuff going on over there. So, um, yeah, praying for the best for you guys. Uh, but Got to start off this episode with this week in 49ers history, September 27th, 1999. I'm going to quickly share my screen here because uh, who does it better than random 49ers? Random 49ers on Twitter is uh, your one-stop shop for all of the nice history tidbits of the 49ers. And uh, this one is no different. September 27th. Uh, 1999, Steve Young is temporarily knocked out on a hit against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. It was his seventh career concussion, and he would go on to miss the rest of the season. And after that, he would announce his retirement. What a fall from grace for, you know, one of the best to ever do it in a 49ers jersey. Definitely, definitely, you know, some good times with Steve Young. Uh, just a shame his career had to end that way with concussions. And it just, it emphasizes, I guess now, like the importance that the NFL puts on, you know, player safety and, you know, these helmets, which I know a lot of us think these new helmets are ugly, but remember it's for player safety. It's what's best uh, for long-term. And so that was this week in 49ers history. Um, But let's just, let's start talking about this game, you know, at a high level, The Rams, they currently sit at first place in the NFC West, and the 49ers are currently one and two. And these aren't, there aren't many games more important than divisional games. I don't think there are any games more important than divisional games. You know, if you're trying to get to the playoffs and and things like that. So this is a huge game to say the least for the 49ers. And it's possible, well, they will be without Aziz Alshair at linebacker, uh, possibly Eric Armstead. And we don't know if uh, Kamiko Ture is still dealing with his personal matter. Hope everything is going all right for Ture. Uh, so that just kind of lays the, the ground, I guess, for the defense. But let's really dive into the Rams offense. And, you know, reminder to you guys to give this video a thumbs up. Uh, you know, if you like what I'm doing here and, you know, if you are not subscribed to the channel yet and you like some of this content, you want to see more of it, go ahead and hit hit that subscribe. And if you are listening to this on audio, uh, you know, give this a nice rating. Give me some constructive criticism. We love that. Yeah, Cy here says losing Trent sucks. Absolutely, it does. Um, I guess the only solace I can find in Trent Williams being out is the fact that the 49ers have played in the game without Trent. 
before. And so I think, uh, you know, we can look to those, you know, what they did then to kind of see what their strategy may be uh, in this game, you know, going forward while he's out. Um, yeah, Jalen Moore is not it. I know that, though. <laughs> so I'll uh, in my next episode, which will come out Friday, which will be my 49ers offense preview, I'll I'll get into all of the, you know, Trent Williams stuff and how the 49ers, how I think they're going to, you know, prepare and and game plan with uh, Trent Williams being out of the offensive line. Um, but I'm going to get into this Rams offense because, uh, you know, this episode is, is preview the defense and their matchup. So let's get right into it. Starting with the Rams offensive line. At left tackle, they don't have Andrew Withworth anymore. All right, so now it's Joseph Noteboom. And Noteboom, through three games this season, he has allowed 12 pressures, five QB hits, and three sacks. And that seems ridiculous, right? Like, that's that's a very high number uh, to allow all of that in three games. But I will also say that these numbers are heavily skewed by week one. If you guys remember, it was like the first game of the season. Uh, we were all excited to watch the Bills and the Rams, and the Rams just looked terrible in that game. Uh, terrible. And so I think a lot of our perception, I think, was skewed by that week one game. Uh, Note boom, for example, in that one game alone, in week one, he gave up eight pressures. So 12 out of his, or eight out of his 12 pressures on the season so far came from that week one game. Uh, so heavily skewed by week one. Uh, he gave up eight pressures and all three of his sacks came in week one as well. So I don't know really what we can make of that. Uh, and uh, he was the only Rams offensive lineman to give up any pressures with uh, against the Falcons, which I guess, you know, tells us a little bit. Um, he might not be the strongest on the line. Uh, so that's something good. And he's going to see a lot of Nick Bosa, right? You know, maybe Ebukam as well, depending on if Nick Bosa decides to rush from either side of the line uh, in this week. But yeah, I would expect he sees a lot of Nick Bosa. And if you look at what the who the Rams have played in these first three weeks, so they played the Bills, then they played the Falcons, and then they played the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm just going to say that I don't think they've faced a defensive line as good as the 49ers. The Bills are probably pretty close. Like the Bills defense has improved a lot. Um, but the 49ers defense, in my opinion, and I could be biased here, but I feel like they're on a, maybe not in another tier, but I think they're, they're better than the Bills uh, defense. So, you know, when you look at it like that, this is probably the biggest challenge that this Rams offensive line has faced uh, to date. And whether or not that equates to a performance similar to their week one, where, you know, uh, no boom was given up eight pressures and three sacks. I mean, this could be a pretty crazy game. 
I know we're all hoping that it's a big game for the defense. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the outcome I'm hoping for, <laughs> that, you know, they, they kind of look like they did in week one against the 49ers defense. Um, but, yeah, so no boom. He's going to see a lot of Nick Bosa, and we all know that's a tough matchup for anyone. Uh, that is a battle at left tackle for, for the Rams offensive line. Then at left guard, they have David Edwards. David Edwards has been here. He's been with the Rams since last season. Uh, so in week 10 versus the 49ers last season, uh, David Edwards gave up two pressures, one hurry, and one sack. Not terrible. That's not, that's not that bad, all things considered. I mean, it's 49ers defensive line. We know how good it is. In week 18, however, in week 18, he was horrible. David Edwards, he allowed eight pressures, five hurries, one QB hit, and two sacks in week 18 alone against the 49ers. Uh, so I don't know. But I do know the 49ers played the Rams three times last season, and that third time was a conference championship, right? Uh, well, David Edwards happened to have a clean sheet in that game, actually. Uh, so I, I don't really know what to expect, right? Like he week 10, week 18, he, you could say he was bad. And then like the conference championship, he played really well. Um, but through the first three games of this season, David Edwards has allowed seven pressures, three quarterback hits and two sacks. But that is also somewhat skewed from the week one performance where David Edwards gave up six pressures. Again, he has seven pressures on the season. Six of those came in week one. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Heavily skewed. And all two of his sacks came in week one as well. But like I said, the 49ers defense is probably just as good, if not better, than the Bills defense, who the Rams played in week one. So is there a potential that the Rams offensive line looks like they did in week one? I hope so. I mean, that's what I think. If, if anything, it'd be, you know, between that kind of performance and, you know, what they looked like sometime last season. I, I don't know. Um, but David Edwards, he may see some Bosa on some snaps where, you know, Bosa decides to rush inside to his left. Uh, he also will get some Kinlaw when Kinlaw rushes towards his right uh, or pass rushes to, towards his right. So, yeah, David Edwards, he's going to have his hands full for sure in literally, um, you know, in this game. And so it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for that left side of the line for the Rams. And we'll just have to wait and see if they hold up or if they put together a performance similar to week one against the Bills, uh, which we all we all hope. What's going on, Mariah? Thank you for joining. Mariah, you'd be happy to know that. So I went to the game. Uh, I, I went to like John Chapman's tailgate not tailgate it was like the day before the the game he had like a event it was navarro bowman signing and uh someone was like hey like i recognize you from like a podcast you're faithful lee right and i was like no <laughs> but i thought you would you would appreciate that someone recognizes your podcast name 
um, they recognize the both of us. They just don't, they haven't made the connection that we're two different people. <laughs> so yeah, thought you would like that, Mariah. Um, all right, moving on though. Uh, center for the Rams is Brian Allen. He was the center in week one for the Rams, and he was also the center uh, last season for them, except he is hurt um, dealing with some sort of leg injury, and he is questionable for this game, I think. Something to keep an eye on with Brian Allen, okay? Um, <laughs> Mariah says lesbians all look the same. Yeah, I guess to some people, we do for sure. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so Brian Allen, he's the starting uh, center, but the last two weeks it has been Coleman Shelton because Brian Allen has been hurt. So I really don't know who's going to be playing center for the Rams, uh, you know, come this game because it, it really depends if, if Brian Allen is hurt. But regardless, I'm going to give you a little bit of – you know, both of these guys, just in case one plays and the other one doesn't, uh, we'll talk about both. Okay. So Brian Allen, assuming he plays, uh, you know, let's look back at last season against the 49ers in week 10. Um, he committed just one penalty, but otherwise, other than that, like he had a pretty clean sheet that game week 10 against the Niners. Uh, then in week 18, Brian Allen allowed two quarterback hits and two pressures still not that bad. I mean, again, it's a 49ers defensive line. Um, like if I feel like that's not terrible. Um, and then comes the conference championship game again, Brian Allen had a clean sheet. So, you know, it's clear to me that Brian Allen, if he starts at center, that's probably a pretty good boost for the Rams offensive line. Uh, but when you look at Coleman Shelton, who is, so he Coleman Shelton is actually their starter at right guard, or he usually is their starter at right guard. But the last two games, he's been he shifted over to center and he's been playing starting there the last two weeks, right? Okay. So this this season, Coleman at center versus Atlanta, that was week two. He had a clean sheet. Then Coleman at center versus the Arizona Cardinals last last week. Uh, he had one pressure or he allowed one pressure and allowed one QB hit. So he's not bad either. Uh, I mean, granted, I mean, Atlanta defense is not really scary. You know, neither is the Cardinals, I would say. Like, they're probably a little better than the Falcons defense. But I guess we can just take those performances with a grain of salt if you want. Uh, but... You know, he's held up pretty well for them at center these last two games, especially considering that's not his usual position. He usually plays at right guard, right? So, like I said, both of those defenses, Atlanta and Cardinals, are not as good as the 49ers. But so far, uh, Shelton has proven to be a serviceable, serviceable center option for the Rams. So whether it is Brian Allen or Coleman Shelton starting – at center for the Rams on uh, Sunday, they're going to see a lot of Javon Kinlaw. Uh, Armstead, probably a little bit as well, or Givens, because like I said, we don't know if Eric Armstead's going to play. He's dealing with uh, that foot injury, which is plantar fasciitis, I think that's how you say it, um, which is very painful and 
takes a long time to really like work through. Um, so I don't know if Armstead is going to play, but if Armstead does not play, you know, the center is going to see a lot of Givens probably maybe Omenahue, you know, they like to rotate guys, uh, but definitely we'll see a lot of Javon Kinlaw. Uh, now let's talk about right guard. So last season they had Austin Corbett, Corbett. I don't, I don't know how you say it, Corbett. I don't know. Um, but this season they usually have Coleman Shelton, like I said. So Coleman Shelton, he's been playing center. But if Brian Allen plays in this game, Coleman Shelton re- will revert back to his natural position, which is right guard. He would start there. Now the last two weeks it's been Alaric Jackson. Uh, so. And, and just going back to Austin Corbett, Corbett, I don't, I don't know. He, but he was terrible in week 18 for the Rams at right guard. Uh, but most of the Rams offensive line was terrible in week 18. So, I mean, I guess take that with a grain of salt too. Uh, but Coleman Shelton, uh, you know, he, he's looked pretty good uh, at right guard when he did play in week one. Alaric Jackson between weeks two and three allowed just one pressure and two penalties. So Jackson has also been pretty solid. So it doesn't even, I guess at this point, it doesn't matter which one of those guys plays. I would expect that both the center and the right guard is going to be solid no matter who's out there. Now, that being said, it's still going to be a challenge because, you know, at right guard, uh, usually you would, uh, the right guard would see a lot of Eric Armstead, but like I just said, Eric Armstead may not play. So, I mean, he'll, he'll see Givens, uh, with some of the edge rushers mixed in, um, you know, Ebu Kam, Heider Omenahue, maybe Nick Bosa, if he decides to rush from the other side. Um, so they've been serviceable. They've been pretty solid, but again, it's a challenge which uh, a challenge that probably um, matches closer to what they saw in week one against the bills. Right. So that's uh, that's what I'll say about that, but I still feel like center and right guard seems to be like they're there's the strong part of their line. Then we have right tackle. Uh, the Rams have Rob Havenstein, He also played uh, at right tackle for the Rams last season. And so week 10 against the Niners, he gave up three pressures, one hurry, a quarterback hit, and one sack. In week 18 against the Niners, he allowed three pressures, one hurry, two sacks. Now in the conference championship game, he allowed two pressures and two hurries. So better performance from him then. Through three games this season, Havenstein has allowed seven pressures, one quarterback hit, and two sacks. So, on paper, I mean, this looks like one of the Rams' weaker links on their offensive line. Uh, I think either, like, uh, Note Boom and Havenstein, both of their tackles are kind of, like, shaky in in comparison to the other guys on the offensive line. So uh, Havenstein, he'll see plenty of Ebukam, but don't be surprised to see Nick Bosa rushing from this side, trying to get this matchup against Havenstein as well, um, because I would feel good about that matchup if I'm the 49ers. 
so yeah, I, I would expect that Nick Bosa tries both sides of the line. And uh, so that that's what I think about the, uh, you know, the Rams offensive line and how they match up against the uh, 49ers defensive line. I mean, the 49ers defense overall has been bringing it. And like I said, it's going to look, I would expect that the Rams look more like they did in week one against the Niners than they did in week uh, two and three. Now that's on offense. Okay. What, what they look like, what the Rams look like on defense really is all dependent on what the 49ers offense looks like. And I, at this moment, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you guys will have to just tune in to my 49ers offense preview of the week, which I'll put out on Friday. But that's what I think. I think this is going to be a good matchup once again for the 49ers defensive line. Um, I'm really not too worried about them. Uh, but, you know, I, let's just go right into the quarterback, the guy who they're going to be going after. They're trying to get sacks on this guy, get pressure on him. Matthew Stafford. Uh you know, and I will say the offseason post week one concerns over Matthew Stafford's elbow, at least through these first couple weeks, it seems to have been a little overblown, right? Like he seems fine throwing the football. Um, and like he's been pretty efficient since week one. Uh, he has the second highest completion percentage through three weeks at 72.5%. And he only needed to attempt 25 passes last week to stomp the Cardinals, uh, which is good for the Rams because, you know, if there are any concerns over his elbow and, and arm fatigue and all of this, then have having thrown just 25 passes last week, you know, it probably means his, his arm's feeling good going into this game. Now, the Rams offense has played the Bills defense who they struggled against the Falcons, whose defense is near non-existent and the Cardinals who are average at best, like I mentioned. So the 49ers defense is probably closer to what the Rams saw in week one. I expect Stafford to be under pressure, which is scary. And I say it's scary because he is still effective under pressure. He's one of the more um, talented quarterbacks went under pressure. He has a, so look at this. He has a 84 passer rating with a clean pocket. You want to know what his passer rating is under pressure? It's 94.5. He's better under pressure. That's scary. That's scary. But you know what? I'm not worried because it's not that I'm not worried. It's just that I think that the 49ers are capable of okay here so here's the thing you can get pressure on Stafford and that's just half of the battle you have to be able to do the other thing which you know it this game's not just going to be about generating pressure but it's also going to be about the secondary being able to stay on their assignments and cover their assignments for as long as it takes the pass rush to get the, to Matthew Stafford so that being said, you know, I think it would be smart and I would expect that the Rams would look to emphasize getting the ball out quickly. Okay. That's always like a good neutralizer to, you know, a very aggressive pass rush. Just get the ball out quickly. 
But uh, that, I think they'll want to emphasize getting their receivers uh, on, you know, maybe some mismatches, scheming them open, things like that. And I, I still... I still feel like the 49ers can do that just because I feel like their secondary is improved a lot from last season. Um, but it's going to be a challenge, right? Like, cause you got to keep that up for four quarters. Cause the, the minute that you don't is when, you know, someone like Stafford is going to take advantage and they can score very quickly. I mean, we know how good this offense can be. Uh, so let's talk about those guys that Stafford is going to be throwing the ball to. Okay these Rams wide receivers. So in comparison to last season, they don't have Robert Woods anymore. They don't have OBJ. Um, I don't know what's going on with OBJ. He just like attends games for a living now. Like he just goes to other people's games, like, and just watches from the sideline or something. I don't know. Um, he, I mean, I would expect he probably joins a, a team later in the season, you know, so he can make a playoff run with them. But anyway, um, and Robert Woods, as we guys know, is in Tennessee with the Titans. Uh, so because of those losses, they they made a quote-unquote splash signing this offseason at wide receiver, Allen Robinson, former Bears wide receiver, who I, I, I liked. I, I liked. I've always been an Allen Robinson fan, but now I'm like, I don't know. Is he washed? Is he washed up? He's been largely ineffective and uninvolved, to say the least, through three weeks of the season so far with the Rams. And you would think, like, I always blamed the Bears just being terrible for Allen Robinson's, you know, decline in Chicago. But then he comes to, you know, L.A., and it's been three weeks now, and he's still pretty ineffective. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just takes some time to get that chemistry going. I really don't know. But, uh, you know, I, you know, Allen Robinson, I feel good about this matchup for, you know, these corners because, like I said, he hasn't done much through three weeks. And I, I wouldn't expect a dramatic uh, change from that now. I think if he, I don't doubt that he might get integrated and more involved in the offense as the season progresses. But I don't think it's going to be a huge jump from one week to the next, right? I think it'll be gradual uh, throughout the season. That being said, you know, I, I feel good about the matchup. I don't think Allen Robinson is going to go off in this game, uh, especially because we have pretty good secondary, pretty good corners. Um, through three weeks, Allen Robinson has been targeted just 12 times in three games, 12 times total. And he has seven receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. A touchdown he had last week. So again, not much happening for Allen Robinson. He's just the guy that's been out there pretty much for the Rams offense. Um, but then they, they got this other guy, okay? Ben, uh, I hope I'm not butchering his name. You know, you know I do that sometimes. You guys know. Uh, ben Skovernick. That sounds right, right? Skovernick. Ben Skovernick. Okay, he's a second-year wide receiver for the Rams, and he's been getting in 
getting worked into the offense a little bit more this season. You know, I'm seeing him out there. He's getting more snaps and he's playing a complimentary role so far. Um, and through three games, he has 13 targets, 10 receptions, 107 receiving yards. So he, he is even getting more opportunities than Allen Robinson. Don't know what that's about, but Anyway, he he lines up from the slot half of the time, so I would expect he sees a lot of D'Amador Lenore, who, by the way, is the new nickel corner for the 49ers defense. Can we talk about that? We have not talked about that enough. Uh, it's very interesting because we were all very excited about Sammy Womack, right? And it's not that Sammy Womack looked terrible. Uh, you know, he had, I think he was doing well. He's a rookie after all, right? Uh, the team said that Lenore pretty much earned his start by, you know, what he showed in practice, I guess, these last few weeks. So they felt good about him starting against the Broncos. And I thought he played pretty well, you know, all things considered. I mean, he had a tough matchup most of the time against uh, Jerry Judy. And uh, I thought he held his own really nicely. So uh, Lenore last week, he had three tackles. He was targeted seven times and allowed five receptions but just for 32 yards so again uh, you know Lenore I would expect he gets a start once again against the Rams like I said he's gonna see a lot of uh, Skovernik uh, but Lenore won't just be seeing Skovernik as we know the the final boss the final boss on this Rams offense is none other than Cooper Cup okay so let's let's talk about Cooper Cup because that's the one I think when you think of Rams offense, that's who you think of. Even before there was a Matthew Stafford, there was a Cooper Cup in LA, and uh, he gives just about every defense problems. So um, he ranks first in targets and receptions among all receivers so far this season uh, with 35 targets and 28 receptions. He ranks sixth in receiving yards with 280, and he is tied for second in receiving touchdowns with three. Last week, he even got a carry, and that so got some snaps in the backfield. It led to a 20-yard rushing touchdown last week. So they're they're using him all over, um, which they they usually do. And so stopping Cooper Cup. It won't just be a one-person effort, uh, really, for the secondary. So the one thing I will point out is most of his targets come in the short center and the short right and intermediate center and intermediate right sides of the field. So I don't know if that tells – I mean, kind of gives you an idea who he may be matching up against or, you know, where uh, – Stafford likes to throw the ball to him and where they have the most success. Um, but Coop, Cooper Cup, he's he's going to get his, okay? That's just like a known fact. The 49ers aren't going to stop him. You can only wish to contain him. And it's, it, like I said, it's going to need to be a group effort, safeties included. The good thing about the 49ers safeties right now, Tashawn Gibson and Talano Hufunga currently allowing the lowest passer rating. Gibson, passer rating of zero allowed. Huff, passer rating of 2.8 allowed. So there, through the first three weeks of the season, 
they're doing a pretty good job at doing their job. <laughs> I mean, like they're they're protecting the back end. Um, I mean, we we know how good Hufunga has been. And Gibson, though we like, I feel like we haven't heard his name a whole lot. He had that one interception uh off the tip of Hufunga. But like he's been he's been really solid too. Uh he's he's been uh a nice addition, I guess, a surprise addition, really, because remember the team signed him uh, you know, in training camp because of the injuries that they had and Jimmy Ward. So he was able to stick around, um, be a camp body. And, you know, again, when, when Jimmy Ward got hurt, it pretty much just gave him the starting position and he's ran away with it. I mean, he's been, he's been really solid and he's, um, he's been a nice addition for this defense. So, yeah, I mean, the safeties have done a, a great job and we also know Charverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley are, some guys, they are hymns, you know, um, they are, uh, doing really well, uh, Charvarius Ward, you know, the play from last week that really sticks out to me from Ward was that one, you know, barely tipped. He got his fingers right on it, uh, you know, to break up a pass. I think it was to Cherry Chudy, I think, but it was, it was downfield and it would have been a huge play for the Broncos. Um, had that been completed, but uh, Charvarius Ward, you know, just been playing some great football. And as we know, Emmanuel Mosley as well, he's been very solid and had some nice plays uh, last week against the Broncos as well. So, you know, I, I know that this defense is going to do everything that they can do. They're as good as they can be to stop Cooper Cup. But like I said, you can't stop him. He's going to get his. You can only wish to contain him, okay? And so if you can contain him, um, and and I guess what I mean by that is you can imagine that Cooper Cup is going to be a uh, – favorable target as he is most weeks but when it comes to Stafford wanting to get the ball out quickly they're going to want to put Cooper Cup in the slot and you know get him going over the middle and get that just quick um quick pass to him and so I think when it comes to containing him it's going to come down to how well this defense is going to be able to defend um, you know, those kinds of plays that, you know, develop really quickly and they got to be ready for it right off the snap. Right. So it's going to be a challenge for sure. I think for the secondary, um, I, I expect Cooper cup to put up some good numbers like he always does, but it's just about, you know, keeping him out of the end zone, keeping him from, you know, moving the chains, you know, things like that and keeping Matthew Stafford, uncomfortable for a full four quarters. That's what it's going to come down to. Um, well, let's talk about the Rams running backs. Okay. Cause that's the other part of this Rams offense that, you know, they like to incorporate. This is a Shanahan tree offense anyway. Right. So they like to get their running backs in there through three weeks. It, the running back core for the Rams has, has been interesting because the it's been Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson and like every week it's been a different guy that has gotten more carries. But I will say that so far the split between Akers 
and Henderson has seemed to have it's trending towards Cam Akers like being the their lead back, I guess if you can say. It's still split, but I think Akers is uh just getting getting more carries. So in week one, uh Cam Akers saw just two snaps. Two snaps total. Uh he had one carry and he had zero yards in that week one game versus the Bills. Daryl Henderson had 13 carries and 47 yards in that week one game. I had Cam Akers in fantasy. I know you guys don't care about my fantasy team, but I had Cam Akers in fantasy, and after that week one game, I was like, man, screw this, and I I dropped his ass. Um, (laughs) But now I kind of regret it because I'm like, damn it, now he's getting a little more carries, and Henderson's kind of falling off, but ah, whatever. What can you do? So week two, Akers had 15 carries, and Henderson had 10. So in week two, it was Akers who was the, you know, won the split, I guess, um, in carries. And then though Henderson was a little more efficient in week two on his 10 carries, he had 4.7 yards per attempt average compared to Akers 2.9. So then after week two, you were like, okay, who's who's going to be the guy in week three? Ended up being Cam Akers once again. Akers last week against the Cardinals, he had 12 carries, 63 yards. He also had a touchdown, and he also had a fumble. Daryl Henderson, however, just four carries for 17 yards um, last week. So like I said, it seems like it's trending towards Cam Akers. Um you know, being the the lead back, but they like to use both of their guys. So, you know, I would expect that, you know, we see that once again in, in week four. Now I wanted to bring up a bit of a wild card in this Rams offense. You guys might laugh. I'm laughing too. Uh, the Rams, the Rams have a number 19 wide receiver, Brandon Powell who they like to use like Debo Samuel. In week one, he had one carry. He only got three yards. In week two, he lined up in the backfield twice. He had one carry for negative 26 yards. Needless to say, he's not Debo. Stop trying to make Brandon Powell happen. He's not Debo. (laughs) But in week three, they didn't give him any carries. They, they, I guess, figured that was not working. Uh, so they gave him three receptions behind the line of scrimmage uh, in which he got 27 yards total on those three receptions. But, you know, I, I mentioned him not because he's, like, dangerous and I'm, like, afraid of Brandon Powell, but it's, like, obviously he is someone who they're trying to use and – creative ways again like Debo Samuel they want to have their own version of that see what they have in Brandon Powell um but look they may have a Brandon Powell but we have a Talanoa Hufunga all right and we have a hungry defensive line and I'm not afraid of the Rams running backs at all really even Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson not afraid um because this defensive line has been pretty solid uh I was a little disappointed that last week uh, against the Broncos, they snapped their streak of 
think it was like 14 games or something like that, where they didn't allow a rusher over a hundred yards. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Javante Williams had 101 yards and that was really, it wasn't so much because the 49ers defense wasn't stopping him. I mean, Javante Williams is, is great. He, he could get a lot of yards after contact, but it's like, I think it was more so the, the Broncos just even when it seemed like they were in like the first half of the, they just ran the ball a lot, regardless of the situation it seemed. Uh, So I think that that more so contributed to the fact that the 49ers ended up losing their streak. It wasn't like the 49ers defensive line just wasn't on their game. It was just like the Broncos just kept going at it and chipping away. So anyway, um, you know, I, I still, I'm not afraid of the Rams running backs. Um, again, like I, I would be more concerned with Cooper cup. Like that would be the main concern for me, uh, for this defense to stop. And, uh, you know, the, these running backs, they haven't really shown anything through these first three weeks. And like I said, they've been playing some pretty bad teams with the exception of the Bills, right? Uh, but after that, after that week one game, they've played the Falcons and the Cardinals. So, um, you know, I'm not too concerned about that matchup. I think the defensive line can keep both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson in check. No problem. But we'll see. We'll see. Could be eating my words. Come next week. Uh all right, let's talk about the Rams tight ends really quickly. Uh, so they got Tyler Higby, who is through three weeks, a huge part of their passing game, surprisingly. Um, I mean, he's he's always been kind of like someone who's been featured in their offense, but like this year especially, he's he's uh pretty much their second top option after Cooper Cup. Uh, he's been targeted nine times, both in weeks one and two, uh, for 39 yards and 71 yards, respectively. And then in week three, he was targeted four times uh, for 61 yards. But keep in mind, that week three game against the Cardinals, they didn't throw much that game. Um, Matthew Stafford only threw the ball, I think, like 25 times, like I mentioned earlier. So to be targeted four times out of that, I think that's a, it's a pretty – significant target share it's like i said he's he's pretty much their second option in in this offense um so it'll be up to the linebacker core who again they'll be without aziz alshair uh it'll be up to them to keep higby in check uh demetrius flanagan fouls who you know played in place of alshair last week he graded well in relief of him He had a 76.4 overall defensive PFF grade um, in in that game. And uh, Dre Greenlaw, by the way, he was the highest-graded defensive player in Week 3. The 49ers' highest-graded defensive player. Um, He currently leads the league in stops with 16 total. And after a rough Week 1 that he had, we all remember that Week 1. We really laid into him after that one. Um, But he's he's come around since then and uh, he's looked pretty good out there. So I hope that he can keep it up in week four, because again, it's going to be really important going up against, uh, you know, Tyler Higby and, you know, 
these running backs. You know, it's very important. Like I said, I'm not worried about them, but I'm only not worried about them because I'm counting on, you know, our linebackers to put a stop to them. Right. So uh, all in all, you know, I, I think from the defensive side, there's not much that I'm worried about when it comes to this 49ers defense. Like I'm really, they could at this point, like they could be playing anyone and I'd feel good about our chances when it comes to the defense. Now the offense is another story, right? We know how that goes. We, we saw it at its worst last week. Um, and so I, yeah, it's like, I'm dreading doing my, offensive preview for this week but I'm also excited because I think the game the difference in this game and if it's won or lost is going to be up to the offense you know I I feel good about what the defense is going to do Cooper Cup like I said he's going to get his Matthew Stafford's going to get you know even if he's uncomfortable most of the time he's going to get he's going to get some plays off uh to you know Cup you know maybe Higby once in a while but Altogether, I think the Rams offense, you know, I I feel like they're they're gonna struggle against the 49ers defense because it's the best defense that they've faced. This defense is better than it was last season. And I'm not sure through three weeks that the the, the Rams offense is better than it was last season. So um I think this is a favorable matchup for the defense. Maybe not favorable, but it's not one that I think is going to, you know, be too difficult for them so again it's gonna be up to the offense to to put some points up and you know we'll we'll see I'm gonna do my offensive preview on Friday so you guys be on the lookout for that uh appreciate the comment Des Des says thanks for all the info Steph I'm thinking the Niners are in trouble I just hope the defense can score some points and win the game for us that's a good point. I mean, hey, it's it's okay to feel like the 49ers are in trouble. I know after that game last week, uh, it's very easy to feel that way. Um, now, if the defense can score some points, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford does throw a pretty high percentage of, I think it's, I forget what Next Gen Stats calls it. It's like, uh, um turnover worthy plays there it is um so Stafford does throw a lot of those but he also throws a lot of big time uh throws so pretty much he's a big high risk high reward kind of quarterback and so like I said if the defense just like stays on their assignments and they're able to cover for as long as it takes for the 49ers pass rush to you know close in on Matthew Stafford I think that should be enough for the defense if they if they're able to keep uh, Matthew Stafford uncomfortable and without options to throw to uh, for most of this game, the 49ers have a chance. But again, it is going to come down to the 49ers offense and the offense is going to have to put some points on the board. You can't always depend on your defense to do that for you, um, as we saw uh, last week. Right. So. Yeah, looking forward to doing the 49ers offensive preview on Friday. You guys look out for that one. Uh, But thank you guys so much for those of you who tuned in. Appreciate it. 
And uh, make sure you like this video if you liked this information, if you like this kind of content, and make sure you subscribe if you aren't yet, right? Appreciate all the love. And uh, I hope that you guys tune in for Friday's episode. All right, you guys have a good rest of your night. Peace.